Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Ice District in Rogers Place, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers take on the biggest story in the National Hockey League this year, the Vegas Golden Knights. It's amazing what's accomplished. Golden Knights coming in with a record of 51-22-7. They're 33-11-4 against the Western Conference this year. They are 24-3 against the Pacific Division. Do you want to tell you that the best pizza in the city? Still making it great. It's Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for the last 38 years. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. You can visit royalpizza.ca for a location nearest you. Royal Pizza now with a second spot out in Sherwood Park and a brand new location in Spruce Grove. It'll be Marc-Andre Fleury against the Edmonton Oilers' Cam Talgut. Uh, Keegan Lowe will make his uh, NHL debut. Uh, The Oilers will uh, have Ryan Nugent Hopkins back in the lineup. We will be hearing from him later on as well. Brendan, how are we doing? Has the package arrived yet? All right, Connor McDavid up front with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ty Ratty. It'll be Leon Dreisaitl with Jajar Kera and, yes, Apollo Yarvi. Ryan Strom will be with Milan Lucic and Drake Kajula. And Mike Camilleri uh, will center. Camilleri's now played 904 NHL games. Anton Slepeshev and Zach Cassian. Oilers will play without three defensemen tonight. Uh, Arguably their number one and two from last year. Uh, last season, Oscar Clefbaum, 12 goals, 38 points. And Andre Sekera had eight goals and 35 points. And the fact that uh, neither of those players got remotely close to those kind of numbers uh, played a factor in undermining success for Edmonton. But uh, Sekera shut down after a, a tweak to his uh, repaired torn ACL in the offseason. Oscar Clefbaum shut down with shoulder surgery. Johanna Vito hit in the back of the leg with a puck against the Minnesota Wild. He'll be out as well. So 3D out. Pontus Aberg and Ilro Pakarinen, uh, both healthy scratches up front for Edmonton. It'll be Darnell Nurse with Adam Larson. We'll have Chris Russell with Ethan Bear, and we expect Keegan Lowe to play with Matthew Benning. Cam Talbot, as we mentioned, starts in goal. Talked a bit about the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and once we hook up with George McPhee here, we'll get into a conversation in and around how Vegas is going to handle things moving forward because they're going to have some decisions to make. They've got a couple unrestricted free agents, James Neal and David Perron, who have been a huge part of their success this year. I mentioned already Perron, 66 points in 70 games. 
And we've also got uh, James Neal uh, having his 10th 20-goal season. The Golden Knights have already re-signed Jonathan Marchessault, who, by the way, has 75 points and is plus 37 this year. You think plus 37 is good? William Carlson at plus 49, uh, having just an amazing season. And he is a restricted free agent, as is Colin Miller, their top offensive defenseman. So, again, George McPhee, his staff with Kelly McCrimmon, uh, Von Carpen, who's uh, their director of uh, uh, pro personnel. Those guys are all going to have to sit down and figure out the, the cap moving forward. But they do have a lot of uh, flexibility. Jason Garrison is in the minors. Uh, his contract's going to come off the books. Uh, Clayton Stoner, uh, Grabowski, who's been injured the whole year. Uh, they'll create a little bit of uh, cap flexibility uh, that way as well. Brendan, maybe what we'll do here, uh, since we're waiting to land George, is let's uh, get, can we get to our conversation with Ryan Nugent Hopkins first and then uh, circle back to George? All right, here is Jack Michaels in conversation with Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. I don't know if it's just run down or just tweaked or whatnot, but um, when you get time off of skating, because skating's the what makes it the worst. So uh, you get time off, it's it's good. Gives it a chance to rest and uh, regroup and uh, start to heal itself. You were taking time off between games prior to sitting out a couple. Did it just get to the point where you didn't feel like you could play anywhere yeah. close the way you needed to? No, the Vancouver game. I just I, I didn't feel like really myself self-skating out there I, I couldn't really get started I couldn't finish my stride and, um, in that third period I contemplate like, it, it was tough to probably finish but I mean it, uh, um, it was good good few days off and um, I think I'll be better for it obviously I wanted to play I want to be out there but it's, uh, at that point it's, it's um, I look at it a couple ways I look at it well I'm not there's nothing after the season I just got to battle through these next four games but at the same time if you make it if you keep pushing and pushing it, something really bad can happen and you can make it a lot worse. So um, it's, I think it's for the best and we all discussed it and uh, took a couple took a couple off. And similar to Oscar down in Florida and Tampa, you know, you're a hockey player. You want to play the game. So that's why you're coming back for the last two. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be easy just not to play his last two games at home here, but um, we're all competitors. We all play the game because we want to. And um, yeah, so so I'm going to be back, and uh, I want to finish off strong here. You looking forward to the World Championships? I mean, I know it's not the playoffs, but is that something you can look forward to? Well, it's something that you for sure can look forward to at this point. Um, obviously, at that time, you want to be playing in the, um, in the playoffs and uh, playing some meaningful games and stuff, but uh, you get a chance to represent your country. It's uh, You still play for pride, and uh, you have a lot of fun doing it. And um, Yeah, it's something to look forward to over in different countries. So um, just the whole experience of it is pretty fun. And finally, do you have a sense as to what these last two home games mean for the hockey club in terms of a chance to at least get over 500 at home and, and close out on a positive note? Um, yeah, it's it's all, all these games are still big for us. I mean, we want to finish off with pride. We want to finish off hard. And, um, I mean, it was just not the year that we wanted to have, especially the first half. But put a lot of good games together. Um, so we just got to finish off on the right note, take a little bit of confidence uh, a little bit happy with our season uh, finishing off these last two games. All right, that's Ryan Newton Hopkins. I says I think it says a lot about him. 
that he's coming off the, the challenge, the core issue that he's had and wants to finish the final two regular season games. He will represent, as he told me on Saturday, Canada at the upcoming World Hockey uh, Championship. It's interesting. Ryan said, bad first half. Uh, the Oilers haven't been good in the second half when he's been out of the lineup. He got hurt in Vegas on a hit by Braden McNabb. McNabb can do that to you. Ask uh, Joey Hishon, who was a first-round draft choice of uh, the Colorado Avalanche at the uh, Memorial Cup one year when Chris Knobloch was coaching Kootenay. Uh, as promised, George McPhee is the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, George, it's Bob Stoffer. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. All right, let's be honest. When you were putting this team together at the expansion draft, did you think you'd be sitting here on April 4th with a 50-win team north of 105 points? No. But, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't expecting this, but we were... We were hoping to be a good team, and we wanted to be as, as put the best team we could on the ice, and we worked hard at it. And um, hard to believe we're here, but uh, we're certainly happy about it. Uh, I do think it speaks to the importance of uh, getting off to a good start and creating positive energy. And I look at the coach, and when when players are telling me they're having fun. Now, winning's fun, so that makes it easier to have fun. But maybe, you know, I was asked, and, and the, Todd got asked the question today, well, how did Vegas do it? And he said, ask George McPhee. Well, I'm going to ask you, George, how did you guys, like, what were the sort of reoccurring themes that have put your team in this position? Well, um, we wanted to get as much talent as we could uh, through the expansion draft, <clears throat> but not at the expense of having good character people and uh, having the right leadership and everything else. So we, we really vetted a lot of the, the, the players that we were looking at and um, we did the best we could to make sure we had a good, healthy room because I think you, you win in there before you win on the ice. And so uh, we had that foundation and then Gerard was really the right coach. Uh, someone that the players do enjoy playing for. There's You know, he doesn't He's not all over you if you make a mistake. He, if a guy's having a, a tough time, he'll keep playing them rather than parking them. And um, um, <clears throat> he just he just builds this, this trust with the players. He's pretty straightforward on everything. And, uh, you know, it, it, they play like they don't want to let him down, um, which is always the, the, the best way to have it. So... Um, so we have that, and, and you know, you keep you cross your fingers and, and hope that it works. And I think the lesson learned for all of us is, you know, if you give players a second chance, a third chance, and give them opportunities to to try uh, something else more than they've ever done, sometimes you get surprised and uh, and they turn into good players. I had a uh, now Hall of Fame coach uh, once say to me in my days at the University of Alberta, George, that one of the keys to being a, a good coach is to engender so much passion out of your players because you treat them with respect and dignity that they don't want to fail you. And yeah, I'm, well, I'm just... He wasn't wrong. Well, and I'm looking at... Really, I mean... And you talked about second chances. And the fact of the matter is... Uh, you know, you have Gerard, who is a hard-nosed, tough player, just like yourself, a, a really good player too for a number of years. He could, he was in the same position as you know, looking for a second chance as many of your guys. So, does that make it easier for him to sell that sort of uh, vision? Because you're all kind of in the same thing together here. Oh, sure, and that that was the message at training camp that we we've all been rejected by our former teams. 
manager included and um, we've got a second chance to prove ourselves and show people that they were they were wrong and um, it was a great motivator and if you can't play for an expansion team who can you play for so um, those are the, that was you know I don't know what else you go in there with but that that's the message early on um, but we made it clear to the players early on that we want the right culture the right people in the awesome and we're here to win. Uh, we're not going to, we don't want to lose for four or five years and then turn into something. We'd like to do it right away. Vegas Golden Knights General Manager George McPhee, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Uh, you've had a lot of players exceed expectation. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I look at James Neal. I'm like, okay, 25 goals. Yeah, I could see James Neal scoring 25 goals on an expansion team. William Carlson. 18 goals in 183 career games. Did you think there was 40-goal untapped potential in William Carlson when you guys selected him? No, we thought there was upside, but we never thought he'd play like this. And what we what we liked about the player the most was that he was just excellent defensively. He, he was really, really smart and really committed and plays the game right. We thought, <clears throat> with that foundation, if he could ever generate some offense, too, um... We might have a decent player, but you know we weren't expecting this many goals. A lot of people talked about the highlight goal he got last week, where he went between his legs. My favorite shift of his in that game was the very next one, about three minutes later, when he came out and um, can't remember who we were playing, but they had a real good scoring chance, and it would have tied the game up. Um, and the rebound popped out, and who was standing there? It was Carlson tying up the guy that would have had an open net. And that's the way he plays. And so to make get the big goal and then on the very next shift to be standing in our crease uh, prohibiting a guy from, from tying the game up, that's the way he plays, and that's why he's uh, so valuable for us. Eric Hall is another one that's had a great year. and I mean, he, I, I do think he showed glimpses in Minnesota, and you wondered if he got some more minutes, maybe what he could do. I, I'd like to ask you... Um, you made you've got some size on your team. Uh, Tuck is going to be a, a really good player down the road. James Neal's a big guy right now. You went out. Carrier is a physical player. He can hit. You went out and got Ryan Reeves. And I'm just Peter Shirelli when he took the. And I know you know Peter when he took the job here at Edmonton. He said, "Look, we got to win in the Pacific, and it's a heavier uh, division to win in." Would the acquisition of a UFA like Ryan Reeves be in part? because of the potential that you would have to, to meet up against a couple of those California teams? Well, he, he was available, and we were a little thin on bodies, and we just thought there were a few teams who were getting a little frisky with us. Uh, um, and we would, uh, you know, it, 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 we don't mind teams playing hard and honest and playing physical, but we didn't like some of the cheap stuff that was going on. So um, the message has been sent that if, you know, you want to, play like that against us, we'll get somebody like this that you can deal with all night. Um, again, we don't mind it hard and clean and physical, but uh, it was some teams were getting carried away. So um, that's why we did that, and uh, it was important that we picked up a few more bodies because we got we got thin. We had a lot of injuries, and I don't think we would have uh, won the division title if we hadn't picked up uh, Ryan and Tatar. Well, yeah, and you, you, the acquisition price was significant on Tantar, and uh, you know you, you ate some money too in a deal with the Rangers as well, uh, or with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, it starts in goal. You must have been thinking at one point. I mean, I, I, maybe that showed 
just George, how much character and depth your club had when you overcame, you know, the injuries to Flurry and and Subban and, and Dansk early in the year because uh, five different goaltenders this year at the hockey club, I think, speaks volumes. Yeah, I think you saw the fifth one here. Yeah, we did. Um, earlier in the year. Yeah, well, we have to give a lot of credit to Dave Pryor, our goaltending coach. Uh, we worked together a long time in Washington, and we actually grew up together. So I've, I've known him um, for a heck of a long time, and, and he was one of my first calls when I got this opportunity. And uh, he's come through for us. He's, he's helped us make some real good decisions. There wasn't a lot of depth to be acquired in the goaltending department under the expansion rules because first and second year players were exempt. So, you know, if I any goaltender I claimed and wanted to put into our minor league team would have, would have had to go through waivers. So there's no sense doing that, claiming someone that might be claimed uh, within a, a few months. So um, we had to go out and find some people that, you know, weren't the property of any other clubs. And uh, Dave found some goaltenders that uh, did a real nice job for us in the American League so far this year and, and when they were recalled. All right. He re- Sorry. No, I interrupted you there. Sorry. Well, he, just, he advocated uh, for Subban as yes. well when he was on waivers. And so he, he's done a nice job for us. Yeah, I mean, you did a double flip there, right? Because Pickard ended up going. You eventually traded him after he cleared for you guys. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. talk about a couple of your guys that you drafted. Uh, Glass and Suzuki, who, by the way, I tweeted out, I thought, you know, I thought Glass should have been on the World Junior team, but they won anyone's, anyway, so we can't complain too much about Hockey Canada on that one. Nicholas Hag, again, this is when you know you're having a good year. When you draft a defenseman in the second round, he's six foot five or six six, thirty five goals this season. Did you see that kind of offensive upside in him? Well, we did he, because he's he's a big man with a big shot, and we had him uh, in the uh, going in the first round. So we were delighted that, that he was still there early in the second, and we were holding our breath, hoping that he'd get to us uh, at that sixth spot in the second round. And we got him. So um, his season is over. He had a monster season. He's now uh, with the Chicago Wolves in the American League. Um, and we'll take our time and, and do our best to develop him right and hope we have a player in a couple of years. What a surprise. He's pretty good right now. What a surprise, George, that uh, Zach uh, Whitecloud picked uh, picked Vegas, uh, the Kelly McCrimmon connection. He owns Brandon, you know that. Uh, Edmonton was in on him. But I want to ask you about your son, Graham McPhee, who uh, this year, he had a pretty good year with Boston College, 12 goals, 24 points, uh, certainly stepped up offensively. Uh, I know you're, you're excited for his future. And is it a good thing maybe that he's, uh, I mean, Vegas wasn't in the league in the draft year when, when Graham was drafted, but just a thought on his progress this year with BC. Well, I, I, I never would have drafted him. That, 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 that would never work um, uh, for me or him. But uh, um, he, he took a, a nice step this year. Uh, I think he either was, I think they, he tied for the, the team lead in goals and I think was third or fourth in scoring and, um, and got to play a lot and their team played very, very well. Their team won the regular season uh, conference championship and unfortunately lost in, in overtime in the semifinal and for the league championship. Um, but, uh, it's a young team, and they've they've really accomplished a lot for being so young. And I think they've got a couple of real big years ahead of them here as they get a little bit older. And they didn't even have a senior class this year. Um, 
and he's he's developed real well. He gets to play a lot. Um, Jerry York is a guy that a lot like uh, Gerard Gallant just plays guys and plays guys and plays guys and uh, and builds some trust and and he plays the game right. It's about trying to be creative and fast and offensive and none of the sit back hockey that you see sometimes with some teams. So he's in a good place and he's developing well and who knows what the future holds, but. Uh, it's up to him, I guess. Oilers are watching uh, Pelly Rassen in there as well, who had a slow second half after a terrific World Juniors. George, uh, there's a lot of people cheering for you. There's been a lot of humility with what's occurred with you guys. You haven't been loud in any way, shape, or form, and uh, it's been enjoyable to watch, and it just shows you you never know in hockey, right? Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's a wonderful game, and you just never know what's around the corner, <laughs> good or bad. Uh so it keeps everybody humble, I guess. All right, George, thanks again for your time. We'll see you down here tonight. Thank you, Bob. All right, thank take you. care. That is thank George. You, very much. you bet. Thank you. That is George McPhee. He's the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights. What a story. 24-3 against the Pacific, 51-22-7 and overall. I'll be honest, I was hoping the Oilers would have a record like that this year. Hasn't come to fruition. Uh, he's going to have some work to do moving forward, but they got lots of cap flexibility as well. All right, quick break. When we come back, this day in Oilers history. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Zach Cassian from the Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Check. 157 in Edmonton Let's go to Misty and Oilers History brought to you by New West Travel and they've got a river cruise in Europe in 2018. New West Travel great rates on fabulous cruises April 5th, 1984. The Good Doctor Randy Gregg scores 21 seconds in overtime The Oilers beat the Winnipeg Jets 5-4 to go up 2-0 in their best of 5 Smythe Division semi-final This day in Oilers History brought to you by New West Travel Again, great travel deals for wedding honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Tomorrow, courtesy of the River Cree Resort Casino, again, April 14th. Get her done. Larry the Campbell Guy. We will hear from Elliot Friedman. I'll be back at 5.30 tonight on the City Ford Faceoff Show with Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown. The Oilers Radio Network off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell followed by the 6.30 Jet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.